Hello beautiful people, welcome back to Sunday Vibes with Queen M. Welcome back to those that are coming back to tune in and welcome to those who are here for the first time. Today I'm going to be addressing the reality of being single in the 21st century because let's be honest, it has its pros and it has its cons. But you already know, you already know, before we get into it, we are going to have to take a moment to be present, okay? So I just want you to take a deep breath in. Hold it. And out. Relax your shoulders, relax your jaw, relax your body. As we ease into today's topic titled, The Reality of Being Single in the 21st Century. So first of all, I just want to say this. I just want to say this, that being single, especially in the 21st century, is no easy feat, okay? And it has its pros and it has its cons. But, you know, people are celebrating singlehood as if it is an achievement. And I am really put off by this personally because a relationship or being single is not necessarily something that you should celebrate as if it's an achievement right if you're single you're single if you're taken you're taken but in this century where people are cheating lying using each other whole phases are lasting forever there's so many differences and dynamics to the relationship spectrum from polygamy monogamy to polyamy we have so much happening even in the gender and sexuality spectrum that the relationship sphere has become so wide and so difficult to maneuver. And I just wanted to say, you know, it's I've been single for a while now, for a very long time. And <laughs> by single, I mean I have not been in a relationship, a serious relationship that lasted for more than three months. After three months is when I start to count a relationship. <laughs> Because the first three months are very performative. Let's not lie to each other. It's like the honeymoon phase. Everybody's doing everything the right way. But after three months of being together, that's when you really need to start. That's when you actually can start assessing if you guys can be together or not. But the reality of being single is, for me, it's a, it's a choice that I made personally because I personally had so much that I needed to heal with from my past and so much baggage, trauma and just self-parenting that I needed to do for myself that I willingly chose to be single and the aspect is sometimes when you're willingly single sometimes there's really like a negative stigma like why are you single? like why are you single a beautiful girl like you or a, a handsome man like you why are you single you know there's just this negative connotation that if you are single something is wrong or you're a problem 
etc etc but I was reading something that I wrote about a year ago and I'm just going to read it out loud and it says for a long time now I found myself losing interest in a lot of casual things I seek intensity gravitating towards people whose depths are fulfilling and wholesome even sex just for physical pleasure no longer amuses me but a seemingly orgasmic connection that will leave my soul moaning throbbing and wet in unison with my being is a rare reality that i find myself willingly waiting for it's all or nothing the consequence of wanting more is being okay with waiting. And I've been waiting for a while now. <laughs> I even put that little emoji with a little sweat at the forehead. I've been waiting for a while now. My body and heart fights me to just settle sometimes. But no, my soul refuses to give consent to anything less than a mind-blowing experience. Close quotes. And that is basically how I have been feeling for a while now. And I am grateful for the fact that I took time to decide intentionally to be single and to not be involved in too many serious situations because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Now I am in a place of readiness, but I am in no rush. Absolutely no rush whatsoever. But what made me decide that I wasn't ready? First of all, you know, I was abused as a child. This is a story that a lot of people may know. Not in detail, but a lot of people know this. I share this. I was pregnant at 16 and, you know, there was also a lot going home as I was growing up then. Just a lot that I grew up with so many issues that, you know, were troubling me. And eventually I even reached a breaking point. But we bless heavens that I found a therapist that helped me through the most defining age of my life. Which was between the age of 18, I think, to 20, 21 and this lady really helped me to detangle the mess in my head and really align with my being. But that was just setting the foundation. That was just realizing what I had to work on. Because I had this issue where I would cling on to people seeking an identity. And I was this girl that would always tailor myself and design myself according to the male whose attention I was receiving at that time. So it was always the ideal girl. If, you, if you're a sports fan, I loved sports. If you're a video gamer, I loved video gamers. If you're this, I loved that. I didn't really have an identity. You know where I'm coming from? And I had to make a conscious decision that I don't know who I am. So if I don't know who I am, how do I know who I need? You know, I don't know what I am as a person, what I'm aspiring for, who I want to become. So if I don't know that, how, what makes me think I know what I need? And listen, for some people, they find love at 13 and they end up together for the rest of our lives. That's beautiful. That's fate. But it didn't happen for me. And, you know, I got to a point where I realized that for me, I had to take my own path. And I decided to take a step back and intentionally 
mold myself, intentionally invest into myself emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, and financially to grow myself into the woman that I was aspiring to be. And along the way, by discovering the qualities that I want to possess, by sharpening those qualities in myself, I will know the kind of man that I want in my space to complement the woman I'm becoming because I'm constantly in a space of becoming. We are constantly unbecoming, you know, we are constantly becoming by unbecoming, you know. To become, you have to unbecome. You have to cleanse and cleanse and purge who you are, what you are, so that you can step into the greatness of your future, especially when you're going from teenage to 20s and 30s, right? So I really decided to just take my time and, you know, sit back and ask myself, look in the mirror, like, who are you? What are your best qualities? What are your worst qualities? What do you want to become? What are you doing to get there? Who are you emotionally? Who are you mentally? Who are you spiritually? And what would you desire from a partner? And I really urge whoever's listening to this to try, even if it's journaling, writing, or just making a mental note of who you are. Are you needy, clingy? Are you a crybaby? You know, all these funny little traits that we think are normal might be stemming from some lack thereof that we can, we try to compensate by doing things another way some people who were never loved in a certain way growing up might end up always going into spaces they're not needed and overcompensating overperforming love just so that they can be desired and wanted and people like this always end up in places they're not wanted because they just want to be wanted by somebody but if you take time to say who am i when you realize your negative traits you can construct your positive traits what do i want to be secure self-validated, confident, you know, you can never reach the epitome of perfection, but you can definitely build that foundation. So who do you decide, who do you desire to become as a person? And cultivating those characteristics in yourself, obviously you don't have to wait until you're perfect, but along the way you will know what is your equal yoke who is your equal yoke and who is not because you have characteristics that you're building that need you know iron sharpens iron you know the type of iron that you need to sharpen yourself so i really took time out to sit down and discover myself and i realized i am not broken i used to identify myself as broken and damaged goods god forbid <laughs> you know i went through that stage when i was younger and now I realize I'm a magnificent, divine, absolutely sensual young lady who has so much to offer herself and the world. I pace myself. I give myself in portions. I don't pour myself out entirely to someone or to people. I am gentle with myself. I forgive myself. I learn from myself. I listen to myself. I'm always open to learning, to changing, to adapting and in loving myself and listening to myself, I have learned to be ready to love others. You know, I used to just love myself, however, but I didn't know how I want to be loved. But as I learned how to love myself, I also realized that when you're loving someone, you don't have to love them in the way in which you want to love them or in the way in which you want to be loved. No, 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 no. 
You have to love people in the ways in which they want to be loved. And if you cannot love them in those ways, you have to leave them so that there's room for people who actually want to come in and love them the right way. And it's difficult because sometimes you really want to be with someone because you love how they love you, but you can't love them right. So you're holding on to someone, you're being toxic to them, but you're keeping them in your life because you cannot afford to see them with someone else. That's really selfish, honestly. And it takes people who do not self-reflect, who do not, who are not self-conscious to make moves and, and things like that in their lives. But it takes a lot. It takes knowing your own love languages, providing your own love languages for yourself, for you to know how to love others and how to meet people at their point of need. I used to seek wound mates. Wound mates are partners that complement your hurt, partners that hurt in ways that you hurt, partners that support your toxic traits, partners that promote your toxicity. So you might always be fighting, always be arguing, always doing unprogressive shit or whatever. And in that, you are each other's wound mate. You keep each other in that space of complacency. And in in when indeed, when actually you need to be seeking people that complement you and people that sharpen you as you sharpen them. So much so that love is a commitment to say, I am willing to create an environment in which you can flourish in as I flourish. So love is not sacrificing for the other person or sacrificing yourself. Love is a conducive environment that two people can exist in without suffocating each other. Do you understand what I mean? And so it is I am willing to Create an environment where you can flourish as I flourish. And the other person says, I am also willing to create an environment where you can flourish as I flourish. And I am still learning the levels, the depths, the pros, the cons of love. Because love in itself is pure and beautiful. And we as humans, I believe, may never really be able to reach the epitome that love can be. But we try in the ways in which we are able. But... I am I am personally taking my time to observe and learn so that when I do find my partner, which I'm really excited for, because he's really going to be the luckiest man in the world, and I know I'm gonna be the luckiest the luckiest woman in the world too, because we're gonna be equally yoked. And you know, I'm just really waiting and taking my time. I have not found what I need. And I refuse to settle. What do I mean by settle? I have very high standards. I'm a very ambitious young lady. I am very, I'm a go-getter. I, I put passion into everything I do. And I don't want anything less than an orgasmic explosion of love. If you understand where I'm coming from. Where we can both play our roles willingly. Where we both are willing to go the extra mile for each other. Where I can go the extra mile when you can't and you likewise. Obviously love is not always perfect. But they can be that fundamental foundation and understanding of where you're trying to go. So really for me being single has been a choice and I get so many questions from people like why are you single like you really haven't found someone you really haven't listen the higher your standards the more you choose to build yourself the higher your emotional intelligent 
your, your emotional intelligence, mental intelligence, spiritual intelligence, the less desirable you find most people. But not in a bad way, but just in a this is not for me. Maybe for others, but not for me. I am looking for something more because I am willing to give more and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I refuse to settle because I will suffer for the rest of my life. I'm the one who's going to suffer for the rest of my life. So settling means choosing something that you know you could have gotten something better if you waited a little longer, if you looked a little harder. But let's talk about how you can be lonely whilst you're being single. Because this glorified singlehood that people celebrate sometimes, I'm like, am I the only one experiencing my kind of single? Because we're just like, I'd rather be single than this. I'm single than that. True, true, true. But let's also talk about how being single can be emotionally draining because there are times where you just want to be held times you just want to cuddle times you want someone to believe in you more than you believe in yourself times you want someone to push you to love you to hold you and you just want that experience and in those times is where it's really difficult to hold on to being single I have gotten into situations that I could have avoided if I maintained my mental stronghold. But there are times of weakness where company comes and you're willing to take what is being offered just because you haven't had that kind of company in a long time. And it's absolutely okay to feel that way. You're going to feel lonely. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel sometimes like something is wrong with you. Do I ask for too much? Do I demand too much? Am I needy? Am I this? Am I that? And you need to understand that as long as you're putting in the work for yourself, as long as you do not tell lies to yourself, and as long as you're honest in your in your journey with yourself, building a foundation of stability, vulnerability and honesty, you need to understand that it is absolutely normal to go through phases where you are just feeling lost, alone and lonely. And it's okay. It's really okay. I enjoy my own company. I absolutely enjoy my own company. But I have days where I just wish somebody was here to share these moments, these life phases and stages with me. But I understand that, you know, the consequence of having standards, the consequence of having uh, this choice of building yourself up is waiting. And unless you're willing to wait, having high standards is not really going to pay off because you're going to settle regardless because you're lonely, you're sad, you want someone to be around. And honestly, if you settle, hey, okay, you've settled. But if you're not willing to settle like me, you're going to keep going. One of my favorite female um, transformational speakers lisa nichols is like i think in her 40s or 50s and she just got married (laughs) and it's crazy because she found the love of her life when she was like you know that old and that is the consequence of having high 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 standards and i'm not saying i'm i'm okay with getting married at 50 no i mean that sounds a little scary But I'm saying I'm absolutely okay with coasting and going through life. Because there's so much more to life than relationships. Not that there's so much more that is important than relationships. But there's also much more to experience as you wait. 
There's friendships, family bonds, career paths, personal growth, emotional, mental, spiritual, physical growth. Let love find you on your way to personal greatness, you know? So I'm just going to break down the pros of being single, which is time to develop yourself, time to just discover who you are, what you like, what do you like, you know? You're waiting for someone to take you on, excuse me? You're waiting for someone to take you on a picnic. Have you ever taken yourself on a picnic? Waiting for someone to take you for dinner. Have you ever worn a fancy dinner dress and gone to dinner? Treat yourself nice. Meet yourself at your point of need so that whoever finds you, finds you in a beautiful place. I have a friend who always says, um, the ladies that I took for granted when I was younger... I took them for granted because they allowed me to. And as painful as that sounds, it's true. The people that take us for granted take us for granted because we allow them to. Because we have no sense of identity, no sense of self. And I just urge anyone listening to this right now that take time to develop yourself, to understand yourself. This is unfortunately the 21st century. Even if you want to be a housewife, you don't want to be a raggedy ass person in the corner of the street waiting for somebody to find them. You want to be polished, chic, doing well in your life and just in a space that is fulfilling for yourself so that you don't take crumbs when they're offered because you already had nothing at your table. Like you want to have something at your table. You want to have something to offer. I hear so many times women saying a man should do this and this and this for me. Great, but what do you have to offer? It's okay if you want to be a housewife. I'm not saying you have something to offer financially. Just understand that the type of man that you desire, does he desire the type of woman that you are? Or the type of woman that you desire, does she desire the type of man that you are? Because half the time we desire partners that would want nothing to do with the person that we are right now. Like, I know the type of man I desire right now at this point in my life. Wouldn't blink twice when I pass the street. Okay, maybe he would, because, you know, I'm a fine-ass girl. Mm-hmm. Mercy with the badonk donk But listen, <laughs> listen, I mean qualities. The type of man that I want is just doing big things, ultimately in his masculine, alpha, sensual, vulnerable, honest leadership self at peace not that over exercised masculinity but just that natural alpha male energy and for that i need to also be in that vulnerable peaceful moving leading sense of space that can complement where he is and I'm not there yet. I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet. So I understand in my waiting, I really am building myself up to be my type's type. <laughs> I'm really building up to be my type's type. I really am not my type's type. Not yet. I don't even sit in the circles that my type sits. But I'm getting there. And by the time I'm there, maybe my type will even be someone above the guy I want to be with right now. Do you understand where I'm coming from? So ultimately, that's the pros of being single. The cons of being single is loneliness, sadness sometimes, feeling empty, feeling like there's something wrong with you, needing a connection, yearning for a connection, and sometimes getting into situations you know you shouldn't be in just because you want to feel something. And that's when the question of celibacy comes in. 
I've done celibacy, I think, at two points in my life for about a year each time. I think the first time I did it for eight months, the second time I did it for like 10 months. So yeah, less than a year actually. And each time it wasn't like, I'm not having sex because I'm single. No, it was just like a more of a spiritual retreat for myself to just be in my mind, body, spirit, soul, to just connect, reconnect with myself and just be in that space. But you can be celibate when you're single or you can choose not to be celibate when you're single. Now, this is up to people entirely how you're going to approach your life. Are you going to be in situationships? Are you going to have a fuck buddy? Are you going to once in a while, you know, do something? It's entirely up to you, but you have to be very careful of how you maneuver sexual relationships because I am only beginning to realize now how detrimental sexual interactions can be to your physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental health. The people you let into your body matter. They matter. I kid you not. The way of the food you eat matters, the thoughts you think matter, the water you drink matters, everything you put into your body matters, the people you let into your body, you are letting into your being and it matters ruthlessly, like it matters brutally and if you're not careful you're going to be depressed, spiraling or just have a really shitty life, really shitty career, you're just hoarding all these people's energies that you don't even know. I'm not saying you have to know everyone you're going to have sex with personally, intimately, and deeply. I would recommend that, but I know that's not always the case half the time. And let's be honest, not all of us do that always. But I'm just saying be very conscious of the sexual energy you allow into your space. Be very respectful of your body. Having sex is not disrespecting your body. Disrespecting your body is making yourself available Um dismissively to anybody and everybody that wants to access your body so mostly what i can advise is especially after sexual encounters sit with yourself sit with your soul when you're single even in relationships sit with your soul and feel how you feel after this sexual encounter do you feel empty do you feel depressed do you feel sad how is your life going after being in sexual relations with that specific person you're with if you pay close attention you will realize that there are people that carry certain energies around that they can pass on to you spiritually or soul-wise or energy-wise, whatever it is you believe in. People can pass on, uh, you know, there's sexually transmitted diseases. There's also sexually transmitted energies. So really be mindful of yourself. But all in all, this is just an episode to say being single is not easy and Having high standards is not easy and it's not something that is a breeze in the park. And it is okay to choose to be alone. It is okay to choose to be with someone. There's no right or wrong way to do it. But I've spent most of my single days building myself, learning even about sex. I kid you not. Like the pleasure aspect of it, the intimate aspect of it, the emotional, connecting intimately, you know, just all the absolute deeper things that I did not know about sex because I want to share with my with the partner that I choose to be with next I want to share so much more than just the bare minimum I want to share so much more than my body I want to share my soul my mind my being you know I want to give myself 
in a healthy way without dismissing myself at the same time. So that's just what I wanted to talk about with being single. And uh, I've been single for a long time. I don't know how how much longer I'm going to be single for. Am I single and searching? Yes, I'm both single and searching and single and waiting. So I'm not on the hunt. Yeah, I'm just patiently in my space, comfortably in a space of readiness, but also knowing I have so much to do in my life and I shouldn't just wait around for someone to find me. I should live my life and we can find each other, cross our paths at the point in which the universe, God, the heavens wants us to meet. And I know excuse me, I know for a fact, I am manifesting that it will be an absolutely orgasmic, beautiful, fulfilling connection, you know, and I'm a person who believes in soulmates, but not just as romantic partners, you can have, a, your parent can be your soulmate, your brother can be your soulmate, your sister can be your soulmate, your best friend can be your soulmate, and a lover can be your soulmate, I believe soulmates are people that you connect with, on a universal level that is just amazing. You feel like you've known them your whole life. Like you've known them since you were born. Like you were born at the same time. Or like you've you've lived this life with them before. And I just want to say that I personally feel like soulmates are not... Not all soulmates are meant to be kept. I remember there was a man I met when I was probably 19, 20. And... I loved him dearly and he taught me so much of, of what I know now. He was an activist, a businessman, self-assured, secure, alpha energy. He motivated me, pushed me, seeded into me. And we knew each other for such a short space of time, a little over a year. And we rarely ever saw each other in person. But that man seeded life into me. And I believe at that time, he was my soulmate. I have had best friends that have been my soulmates. I had a best friend in my first uni who was my soulmate. I have another best friend who was my soulmate. I believe that people that come into my life and help me become better, seed into me. People that even if we part, I remember you fondly. I cannot help but smile and love you. Despite whatever drew us apart. I believe those people are soulmates. I believe those people are placed into our lives for our own good. And sometimes you need to allow those chapters to close so that you can make room for the next people. But obviously, everyone wants a lover that lasts a lifetime. So at the end of the day, when everything is said and done, I hope that we all find a love that is worth living for, a love that is worth everything that we have put into ourselves and the other person for and I hope and pray and manifest for you that you find a person who is willing to create an environment for you to flourish as they flourish and that you are also willing to create an environment for them to flourish as you flourish but ultimately being single in the 21st century I am a sports a city easy, as I quote Holy Ten. <laughs>
But anyway, after everything is said and done, life is meant to be experienced and it's a beautiful experience. So if we stop getting so caught up in moments in the past or holding on to everything, we may realize that we have so much more to live for. So I hope, no, I know I'm going to find the love that I need and I will be the love that someone else needs. And I hope you find the love that you need or you already are with the love that you need and you will be someone that someone else needs. So thank you for tuning in to Sunday Vibes with Queen M. I will see you guys again next Sunday. And after everything is said and done, I am human. I may say something that may insult or that may sound wrong to someone. Please give me room for correction. Allow me to correct myself. Let me know. DM me. Just let me know if I have said anything that has provoked anyone. I'm a human being. You know, I'm prone to erring. It is in my DNA, unfortunately. But fortunately enough, there's always room for correction. So, yeah. But remember, remember, remember to be kind and to take no shit. If you loved this episode, take a screenshot, post on your socials, tag me at goddess with G-O-D-D-E-S-S-S underscore one one one. Tag me and I would highly appreciate it. If you spread the word and help other people to find my podcast. I am already so grateful of the immense audience that I have on this podcast. And blessings to everyone. I will repeat one more time. Be kind, but take no shit.